Welcome, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost story and Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. America's greatest mind reader, Joe Diamond, is in the house. This is going to be a very different episode from what we usually do on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. But this is going to be really fun to him. Really looking forward to it. If anybody here... You know, before the show, we put out all the links and you know all the all the uh, advertising that we do for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We put the link to his website. If you've checked him out, you know this is going to be a very entertaining show. I want to know how he does this because it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We can get into some of that. We can uh, we we can chat about any and all of it. All right. Very, oh, yeah. Very good. So, I, I mean, I have to ask you before, because I know you have some things that you kind of want to start us off with, but sure, uh, sure. just kind of looking into you. I mean, you've been doing this a long time. I I've, I've yes. saw a photo of you like on stage at 16 years old doing some of this stuff. So, yes, yes, I was. How did you get, did you get inspired to do this and get started? So my first foray into show business was I did, uh, I was, I billed myself as America's youngest escape artist, which only worked until I was 16. Uh, I could get out, of, I could beat Houdini's record of getting out of 100 feet of rope. I could uh, get out of a mailbag and all that stuff. And I was always into the strange and mysterious ever since I was a kid. I was a ghostbuster for Halloween. I read ghost stories and, you know, performing growing up. I, I got interested again in escapology and uh, my great grandmother used to read playing cards rather than tarot cards. So she set me off on that path and I didn't see them all as the same thing until my late teens when they all kind of converged and I started doing migraine shows for companies and corporate events. Uh, I actually did performing at Six Flags Great America, a theme park in the Chicagoland area where I would do palm readings and stuff like that uh, during the day. And eventually, you know, I, I was able to like go under, you know, I was able to go under with low expectations for people because they were like, mind reader, what's this going to be about? But then in the last year, ironically, during, you know, the pandemic when we've all been home, I've done events uh, online. So I've been doing corporate events all over the world from the comfort of my home office here. And I've been on other programs and uh, Coast to Coast gave me the moniker of America's greatest mind reader. And now I've got to live up to that. So uh, that's uh, that's where all the pressure is because uh, people and people do often ask. You know, you know, like some people wonder, you know, uh, some call me a magician. Some call me a psychic. One thing I'm very clear about what I am not is I'm not a medium. I'm, I'm a large. <laughs> but I'm <tongue. laughs> Quarantine's been rough on all of us. But in all seriousness, right. I think rather than uh, explaining what I do, I think it'd be way more fun to show you, which is uh, yeah. why I, uh, I was writing something before we went on air. Uh, quick disclosure. We, we, yeah, we were we were. We were chatting a little bit before we came on, but I didn't say to either of you, hey, play along or anything else. In fact, you even kind of asked a little bit about what we were doing, Mike, and I purposely played coy because I didn't want anyone to say, like, oh, we set this up. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I wrote something down on one of my business cards, and uh, let's see if we can get this to adjust with the light here. Yeah, and I just put a paper clip on it, so there's no way you can see inside uh, what I wrote. And I'll keep this in frame, and I'm going to try this with you, Victoria, because we were talking about your books on your bookshelf, and I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned I watched the show last week and I, I studied your bookshelf. I really, I actually zoomed in. I did mention a book you thought you had. Turns out you didn't. Uh, very light stalking. Very light, light stalking, Victoria. Okay, the point I is believe. I just want to say. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I wrote something down that I'm thinking of uh, and I committed to it. You saw me, right? Uh, you didn't see what I wrote down, but you saw me write it down, fold it up, put a paper clip on it uh, before we went live. Here's what I'd like you to do, Victoria. Keep your eyes open, but I want you to imagine you get up out of your chair and you walk over to your bookshelf. And I know we were talking about some books uh, beforehand. You can go for one of those or you can go for a completely different one. It's up to you. But I want you to imagine you reach up and take a book off the shelf mm -hmm. and just let me know when you have that book in mind. Got it. Okay, that's a good book. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, it's not the one I'm thinking of. So, uh, and again, for the for the audio only listeners who are listening to this after the fact, I am going to keep the card in frame right, here. Right. And, and I do want to point out that later in KGRA. So, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but she did, she did mime holding the, holding the book. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good book, Victoria, but that's not the, that's not what I'm thinking of. So I want you to set it down and in your mind, grab a second book. Okay. Let me know when you've got a second book. Can I peek and look over my shoulder? <laughs> that one? Uh, you got it. Okay. Yes. Also a good one. You should, you should, uh, you should reread that one again, but also not the not the right one. So it's taking a little longer than I initially thought. One more time, grab another book. Let me know when you got it. Got it. Okay. Okay, this feels right. You can tell us what book do you have in what book do you have in mind right now? What was that third book you grabbed? Hidden Archaeology. Hidden Archaeology. Mm -hmm. uh, now, just out of curiosity, uh, you, you ended up with Hidden Archaeology. What was the very first book you imagined taking off the uh, the shelf? I have an autographed cookbook from Vincent Price. Oh, autographed cookbook from Vincent Price. We were talking about Elvira before we went on. Yes. Uh, and uh, second book that I said also wasn't correct. Uh, what was the second book you took off the shelf? Fun with Dick and Jane. Fun with Dick and Jane. Okay. I said you should reread that. <laughs> Is that signed as well? No, but Sally does. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Shh, we won't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Uh, but then you ended up on your third choice, which was hidden archaeology. Yeah, I want to point that out. Forbidden archaeology. Oh, oh, forbidden archaeology. Sorry. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. I'm, I, I, well, I'll be honest. With the, with the paperclip off, I want you to see... Uh, um, I maybe couldn't quite read it uh, from this distance because I wrote down before we started, I'm really thinking of hidden yeah. archaeology. I'm always inside of that. Obviously, because I, I, I would I would have done forbidden, but I, I went with hidden instead. Yeah, honestly, it was like five minutes before the show. We were talking about like Elvira and that other book that you had because what we were talking yeah. about Jesus the Magician. We were talking about this other book, mm -hmm. and yeah, and it wasn't even the. That's, that's pretty impressive. Bravo! That's a, that's a quick that's a quick glimpse of of what I do, and I've been doing. Uh, shows like like you mentioned before i've been doing them my whole life i've done shows in uh, haunted locations in the chicagoland area uh, i've toured i've done a little bit of tv work uh, but for the last 13 months i've been doing virtual shows uh just like this over zoom and over the internet uh and if it's weird getting your mind right in person it turns out it's even weirder uh through a screen like you just experienced so and it's also fun too because people who think like oh maybe they're in on it maybe this this is now a chance for them to experience it live and in person and be a part of it themselves not just watch someone in a corporate show if i'm performing for 100 people i'm only going to directly interact with like 20 to 25 of them which is a high ratio but in a virtual show 50 percent of my show is interactive with everybody uh when I do a corporate, I also do ticketed events. Uh, you can go to joe.imanlive.com slash Zoom to find out about the show on uh, on, on Friday. But, uh, but yeah, but that's basically the, the elevator pitch of, of what it is I do. I'm using a combination of some psychology, some intuition, uh, and just my general knowledge of the strange and unusual to combine them all into a, a, an art form and a performance. That's amazing. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I have to read that book again now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I have to. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> also, if there's a book called Hidden Archaeology, read that one too. So either one, either one. It'll be fine. <laughs> big, big fat one, Forbidden Archaeology. I got it like in the yeah. 80s or something. Or got it. Got way it. back when, when you were like 10? Um, I, no, I wasn't that old yet. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I I think I was like negative. My my, grand, my grandfather said flattery will get you everywhere. That's what he yes. said. That's, That's very okay. true. That's, yeah. He said flattery gets you everywhere, and every woman you meet is twenty two. He said those two things. It's like just mm -hmm. treat every woman like she's twenty two, and you'll never be in trouble. And I think he was right. <laughs> yeah. So so how has this been different for you over you know throughout COVID here? Because uh, yeah. When I've looked up your your videos, you're like in studio and doing this with people around you, or you're with a television host, and you know, everything's right there 
in person. Here, you're on like you know, a little screen. <laughs> uh, it initially was very hard because I do a lot of you and your listeners will be familiar with the term uh, psychometry, where I'll hold on to people's objects and give a reading on them. Uh, I'll combine that with with uh, with some other things in my shows. I will hold people's hands to try to get in tune with them and read their energy. And when you're just on Zoom, you can't do that. You have to go purely based off of the person. And so initially, when this first started last year, I couldn't do a lot of intuitive stuff just because I couldn't be there with the person holding their hands, you know, getting a vibe with them, that kind of thing. And so I had to come up with at first completely different new techniques. Uh, and then I had to start applying some of my old techniques into the, into the shows. And I, I learned a lot about, I learned a lot about how much we use our full bodies to communicate things. Like we're all looking at each other. We can keep eye contact and everything, but we're still only seeing each other from like, you know, the upper body upwards. You can't tell when someone like, you can still see when someone like shifts their body and such, but um, so it's, it's still, so I had to rely a little bit more on that just cause I wasn't in the same space. And then about six months ago, I just decided during a show to just go, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Everyone grab an object that means something to you in your home. And I had people hold them up to the screen and I held my hands up to my screen as close as I could to it. And I gave a psychometry reading through the screen uh, over Zoom. And I was actually shocked at how much I was still able to pick up and how accurate I was. And so I started building more off of that. And I realized, oh, I can start to do this more. The other great thing too about Zoom, one the one advantage that it has is you, everyone has a front row seat. So when I make eye contact with my camera, I'm making eye contact and connecting with everyone at once. So I can do things that involve the whole group at once. There's a part of my show where we talk about spirits and we, I have everyone make or get a pendulum and we all do experiments with pendulums for about 10, 15 minutes in the show. And people who are familiar with pendulums recognize the first few things, but we like to go in a completely different direction with it later on. And that's really fun because everyone's doing that all at once. Cause normally in a show, I'd have to get like five people up, give them the instructions and everyone would watch these people go through that experience. Well, in this case, everyone can be a part of the experience and people, you know, and if it, one thing that's really fascinating is it showed me how connected we really are and how much like, even like, cause even if you don't know someone, when I bring someone up on screen, we're, we're looking into each other's homes, an animal might jump in. That's always fun. And it's, it was definitely an adjustment. The biggest adjustment, I'll be honest, was in, in getting the word out. Cause normally when I perform, like my, my whole business has always been based on word of mouth. Um, I haven't done a billboard. I haven't done billboards. I haven't had like, you know, magazine ads and stuff. I've been in newspapers again. I've been on TV, that kind of stuff. But like, even that is still a form of word of mouth. Uh, cause when people hear mind reader initially, they're like, Oh no way. So the big way I would do is I would hang out at coffee shops in my area and talk to people. And very often, um, other people will recognize me because I've been in the same Chicagoland area uh, since I was a kid. I've done shows in Chicago, but out in the suburbs, there's a town called Woodstock, Illinois, which is where they filmed the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, Orson Welles grew up there, and there's also a lot of haunted history in that town as well. And so my wife, back when we first started dating, when we'd go out to dinner, you know, people would say, oh, hey, Joe Diamond, hey, Joe Diamond. And she pointed out, it's similar to something another comedian said, but she said to me once, she's like, being with you is like being with someone who's running for the mayor of nothing. <laughs> so, because so, like instantly people would come up, I'd have to shake their hands, say, hey, thanks. They'd leave. Lindsay would be like, who is that? And I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea. Like, You're the mind reader. It's like, yes, I have to get rid of my own thoughts and make room for other people. So, uh, so when COVID happened and we were all locked in, there was no, you know, that just stopped. So I had to, 
start. So I originally just started by reaching out to my corporate clients, you know, doing virtual shows that way. And then after a while, people started asking to do ticketed virtual shows. And so I started doing those. So that, that was the hardest part. Cause again, I couldn't just, you know, tell people and show them at a coffee shop, you know, like, right. cause that was all, it's all been digitized now. Yeah. 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 I've seen, again, some of the in-person stuff where you know, like mm -hmm. you're holding their hand or what have you, and you know, you're, I guess you're picking up on, you know, some details from their life, something obscure, uh, yeah. that, you know, yeah. nobody would ever know. And you just totally blow them away. Uh, I highly encourage everybody to go out and watch videos on Joe Diamond. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of videos of me doing this all over the place. And I mean, that's you, you mentioned something which is one of the biggest secrets. And I, I don't keep this a secret. I try and tell as many people as possible. Uh, but the biggest, I don't even want to say dirty secret about mind reading is to not filter, is to just go with your gut. And I mean, how many times have you been weighing the options, made your choice and went, I, I knew I should have gone with my first gut instinct. Right. Most of intuition is just sticking with that initial gut instinct. Uh, most most of the time when people go, oh, I was going to go for that. and every, The secret is to just go with that initially and not try to overthink it. My, I love like TV shows like Sherlock Holmes and all that other stuff. But when I try to be all Sherlock Holmesy, I get in my own head and I go way off course. If I just... <laughs> If I just turn off my brain and just look at the person, just not filter with what comes to me, that's when I find I'm most in tune with the person rather than being like, the clay on your boots determines that. <laughs> that was me at age 12, no joke. <laughs> but that's really true. I mean, you know, just okay. run with it. And, and that's yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or at least close. So you at least, like, that's the other thing, too. I don't worry about... Part of the fun of it for me is, yeah, sometimes I am wrong. And that's part of the fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge sports person, but, like, when your team makes a really long dash for the end zone and they get tackled at the five-yard line, no one goes, well, that was a waste of time. They go, oh, wow, that was a great run. That was amazing. <laughs> Did you see the way he dived over him? He didn't quite get there, but, you know, that's cool. That's part of the excitement. And even I don't know where it's going to go. And so when you're doing this, are you are you feeling the person's energy? Is that what's going on here? Uh, yeah, I, I I do. I think it's a lot more. I think it's a lot more about empathy than it is about telepathy. I think a big part of it is not just trusting my own intuition, but also trusting the person I'm reading. Uh, there is a lot. The other dirty secret of of mind reading is it's actually. A lot of the other person doing a lot of the work with me. Uh, this isn't a perfect example, but it's one of the best I can come up with. But let's say, I mean, we're talking virtually right now, so it's, we don't have to say we are, but let's say we were on a cell phone just to make this a little easier. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, the call drops. Uh, let's say it's just Mike and I talking and the call drops. If we both try and call each other at the exact same time, no connection is going to be made. We're both going to get sent to each other's voicemail. If we both sit back and wait for the other person to call, not going to happen. If I don't give Mike my phone number and say, go ahead, try and call me, that's not going to work. And if I don't answer when Mike does call me, that's also not going to work. We, you need one person to make the effort to call and you need the other person to make the effort to pick up and, and communicate. And mind ring is very much the same way. It is just another form of communication. There have been people where they are purposefully thinking of different things and trying to throw me off. And guess what? Big surprise. That works. That's what happens. You throw me off. Uh, and so, um, so I have to, but I, so the other challenge too is to A, not get them to do that, but also in, in a weird way, not trick them, but, but lead them. And that's where some, some of the more psychological stuff comes in. Uh, just for example, uh, let's say, uh, I'll, I'll tip this one little, uh, one little thing I use, cause I don't think I'm going to use right. this with either tonight. That's the other thing too, with some of the stuff. If you, if you talk about what it is you're doing it doesn't work on some some people but let's just say i have someone thinking of you know a word or something and i have them mix up the letters now i 
don't really need them to mix up the letters. What The reason I'm having them do that is because if I said, now think of only this word, ignore everything else, think of only this word. If you tell someone, don't think of a pink elephant, they're going to think of a pink elephant. Of course. Whereas if I just say, mix up the letters in your mind, what are they going to do all on their own? They're going to block out all the distractions, go, oh, God, pressure, everyone's looking at me. He's asked me to do this nearly impossible task. Uh, and now they're focusing on the word. They've discounted all the distractions, and they're not trying to think of a different word to screw me up. So that's one that's one aspect of it as well. Uh, so, yes, there is, there is definitely energy work, too. I mean, I've definitely... Uh, I've definitely held on to someone's hand and I don't That's the other thing. I, I don't filter, but I do try to be tactful. Um, I have ac accidentally stepped on toes in certain situations. Oh. Uh, just for example, um, I was given this last summer. I can talk about this now. Uh, this last summer, I wasn't doing a psychometry reading for someone through the screen. It was for like a, a group of friends. Uh, one person booked me and had all their friends from all over the country. And the show, and I told the woman, I'm getting the sense there's going to be a, you're going to get some good news on Wednesday. I think it's going to be a surprise of some kind. She went, okay, great. And as soon as that show ended, the host called me on my cell phone and said, you almost blew two and a half months worth of planning because we're planning a surprise party for her. Oh, no. Uh, Ooh. They're gonna come in. We've got two, everyone's been isolating for two weeks, so we can all be together, the six of us. And it's gonna be a surprise for her, and we're doing it on her birthday, which is uh, uh, next Wednesday. So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't pick up on more in that case." Uh, and there are other one things. Don't want to really get into now, but let's just say there have been moments where even I've been like, "Oh, I stuck my foot in my mouth." Oh, whoopsie. Whoopsie, whoopsie. So, so foil hats, do they really work? <laughs> they, they keep you from reading? Not the way I do it. I'm sure it would work or disrupt certain people. I did have, as purely a gag, for one of my live shows, I had an introvert section and where people could pick because that's the other thing with mind rings some people don't want to be up in front of a group let alone a group full, full, room full of strangers um whether it's mind ring or comedy or whatever so in my ticketed shows i do have an introvert section where people can sit and just watch the show and in in the byline for it i said must provide must provide your own tinfoil hat and two <laughs> people did come to the show wearing tinfoil hats oh no <laughs> we have the mufon guy on next week so i was wondering if I should. oh okay <laughs> true we do yeah 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 jeremy ray's with us next week yeah awesome. <laughs> So you do the uh, you do the the spoon bending stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Uri Geller last week. I had him on my radio show. Uh, that is on that is on YouTube. Super nice guy. I've I've been I've been planning on putting it into virtual shows where you know can happen in some people's homes i don't know because i have done it over the radio and the whole thing with that is you need a ton of people to do that and i don't know if just even a smaller amount on, on zoom would work necessarily do it in other people's homes that said i have done it a couple times on zoom and then uh sent it to like the uh CEO of the company or something afterwards, and they, they can keep it uh, as a souvenir. Uh, yeah, Uri Geller was a huge, huge um, inspiration for me as a kid. I read about him in books at the library and, uh, you know, just, you know, all those, you know, Mysteries of the Unknown books, all those black books with the silver lettering. Uh, I, I went to 12 years of Baptist school, so being into the paranormal and the unknown and all that was very taboo, and the more right. people said, don't, you know, oh, don't get into that stuff, Satan can use that as an in, that just made me want to do it more. <laughs> like, let me just be totally <laughs> clear about that. Um, and even though I'm, I'm not super religious anymore, I still consider myself very spiritual, Um and I've, and again, we were talking about the book, Jesus, the magician and everything. One of my mentors was a uh, religion uh, professor for many years. And yeah, I think there's always,
series. I find religion fascinating, even though I don't really want one for myself, if that makes sense. That was something my, uh, my mentor used to say, and I've kind of adapted that for my own uh, lifestyle. And uh, like the other thing too, that's the other funny thing. Whenever someone says, whenever someone tries to be like, oh, well, we're religious or we're not sure, or, or, or if they're just going to be outright rude about it, I always get a little bit evilly giddy because it's like, I went to 12 years of Baptist school. I've read the Bible more than you. Like, you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to tell me anything I haven't heard already. <laughs> like, it's, that's right. the case. I mean, the prophets sought out the oracles. The first people to look for the Christ child were the magi, the magicians. They were astrologers and astronomers who saw his star in the east. What's east of the Middle East? You know, China, India, Nepal, the birthplace of mysticism and, you know, Chinese astrology and all this stuff. And they're the ones who took the three-year road trip to go find the Christ child. Like, it's all there. And, you know, that, and I think I've, I've definitely been able to, if I have one superpower, it's I, I do read a lot. And I... I always feel very, I always feel confident when, if I'm going to talk about a subject or include it in my work or talk to someone about it, like I make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm bringing my, what I know to the table and being open to, oh, I haven't heard that bit of information before, or I'm, I'm willing to look into that type of stuff. And most people who have those beliefs aren't, aren't open to that same level of flexibility. Uh, and so it's kind of, so it's fun to kind of, for lack of a better term, break people's understanding, whether it's socially, whether it's with my, you know, artistic work as, as a, as a performer, making people go, Oh, maybe the world doesn't work the way I, I thought it did. And right. maybe there is something bigger out there and giving them that sense of mystery. I mean, Albert Einstein himself said, imagination, knowledge is limited, but imagination circles the world. Uh, and the most beautiful thing we can have, have is a mysterious experience without mystery life is like life is like a snuffed out candle and we're as good as dead and einstein was no dummy and he was willing to say look i don't know <laughs> yeah that's very true um i was with a friend of mine a few weeks ago and um we got up to sherwood we saw saul and everything we have, we have a call oh, wonderful yeah and um so I was in my pirate outfit and I was you know warm so I still had my bloomers on I was running around inside the RV and I bent over and someone poked me in my derriere and I just looked at my friend and I said did you just poke me and she's like no and at that moment right behind her a blanket raised up and it flipped over her shoulder and so we looked at each other and said well that just happened so I mean you know a lot of people would be scared running off you know disembodied oh, yeah. something poked me and then threw a blanket on me but you're right. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome weekend. Pirate outfit, disembodied poking. You know, I think I think we've got the title of your autobiography, Victoria. Pirate yeah. outfits and disembodied poking. That was just Friday night. I mean, you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Joe, uh, we're, we're only halfway through the show. It is. It's okay. been a quick thirty minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just another <laughs> yeah. example here. Sure. Top. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do something with uh, you real quick, Mike. Uh, let's right. go. Uh, I've, like a lot of people this last year, I've um, been doing a lot of thinking, a lot of inner work. And one of my favorite thought experiments I put myself through this last year. So I've been like, I love to think about parallel dimensions. The idea that somewhere out in the universe or just on the other side of our reality is a universe just like ours, but a little bit different. And my favorite parallel universe theory is a universe that's just like ours, but a little bit different. Uh, for example, uh, let's say uh, everything in this parallel universe is exactly the same, just uh, opposite, just slightly opposite. Like, just, for example, uh, we're still having this conversation, but it's my show and you're the guest, Mike, okay? Uh, if you do the laundry in this universe, you don't lose a sock, you gain a sock, you know? Uh, <laughs> Would appreciate oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And in the last thirteen, in this other universe, for the last thirteen months, everyone's been stuck outside. Ooh, yeah, that would yeah, be fun. all the opposite. So we're gonna do a very simple. I know these are big ideas. So we're gonna do a very simple uh, thought experiment with a parallel universe. Uh, you have a pen and paper in front of you, right, Mike? I have a pen and paper. Perfect. Okay. Uh, keep it out. 
frame and just write down a three digit number for me. Now, don't repeat any numbers. Don't do like one, 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 because that's not going to be, that's not genuinely three different numbers. And also don't do any zeros either, because if you do like zero, zero, one, that's just one. So do a genuinely random, genuinely different uh, three-digit number. Don't give us any clues about what the three-digit number is. Just make sure all the digits are different and there are no zeros. And let us know when you are done. Oh, and are you doing this as well, Miriam? No, I'm reading Mike's mind. <laughs> oh, you're, oh you're, going, you're going with this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll go for this, too. Uh, Victoria, <laughs> could you also just do um, just a quick doodle? like a like a smiley face or a heart or something on your piece of paper keep it out of frame just something simple make a drawing of something now mike you've written down a three-digit number we have no idea what it is but again let's think about in this opposite universe the other okay. you would have written down the exact same number just reversed right just the opposite right right so do me a favor and write down the opposite of that number so if you wrote down one two three write down three two one all right okay and when you have done that, think about this. Once you've done that, the opposite of you would have done the opposite as well, which means for the first time probably in each of your lives, the two of you are perfectly in sync. It's heavy stuff. Okay. Uh, would you, now you've got two numbers, two three-digit numbers, would you add them or subtract them? It's a good thing Mike's doing uh, that one. <laughs> I would probably subtract them. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and subtract them. Subtract the smaller number from the larger number. I mean, we can get negatives if that happens. That's okay. Now, in the parallel universe, they would be doing the opposite. The other mic would be adding, but you decided to subtract. So for that brief moment, you were together, but now you're off on your own path now. Uh, don't tell us anything about your drawing, Victoria, but are you done with your drawing? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I will... Try this with Mike. So you've got a completely random three-digit number that even you didn't know you are going to be thinking about. Is it still a three-digit number? Still a three-digit number. Okay, all right. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to count from one to nine for me, Mike. Now, I am going to be looking at your body language, but I'm also going to be trusting my own intuition as well, okay? And I'll try to break down what I'm doing as I do it, okay? So could you go ahead and just count from one to nine? Try not to pause on any numbers. Uh, don't make anything too obvious. Okay, ready? Okay, go. I'm doing this out loud. Yes, one. do this out loud for me. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I already know one thing about your number. Okay. I know there are no, there's no zero in this new three-digit number. Is that correct? That's correct. See, if there was a zero, you probably would have hesitated at the beginning, like, do I say 10 at the end? Or, and there was none of that. You were very confident at the beginning and at the end. So I've eliminated zero as one of the potential uh, digits in this completely random number. Go ahead and count again for me. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine okay uh your voice really dropped on that nine at the end so i'm going to say there's a nine don't tell me if i'm right or not uh because i still have to figure out if the nine's the first middle or last digit just think of the first digit for me i don't okay. think that's the nine could you just count from uh one to nine once more for me while thinking of the first digit in the back of your head so keep that number in the back of your head and count okay. just one final time this will be the last time i make you count i promise <laughs> go mike one two three four five six seven eight nine i'm gonna go for it is the first digit a three it's not a three but, but, I'm, but I'm close, right? You're close, yeah. Well, what is the first digit? The first number is a four. First number is four, so I was off by one. Because here's the thing. I was getting 395. Is it 495? It's four is that nine. it? 495. There we go. We got it. All right, so we got your number. Uh, Victoria, just think about this image. <sighs> Now, this I'm going to have to go purely psycho. Pure, I can't go psychological on. I'm going to have to go purely intuitive. Because I'm going to go purely psychological. It's You could literally draw anything. Oh, man. 
Oh, it's gonna be a bummer. I, I don't know how much detail I'm gonna get. <sighs> okay, I, I think... Mm. Okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm... <sighs> I am getting, and, and so people can watch this back later if they're listening to just the audio. <sighs> am I get, could you just look right at the camera for me, Victoria? I just want to see if I can get any more details. Ah, man, I, I, I'll be honest. Now, that's the other thing, too, with this. If I'm not getting a lot of details, I'm always honest and upfront about it. So I'm not getting a ton of detail with this. I'm going to be completely honest, Victoria. Uh, hold your drawing up. And I'll turn mine around at the same time. I'll be honest, this is the only detail I was really getting. Oh, so you had a flower. Okay, yeah. so I had like a little bit of the stem and I wasn't getting much detail out of there. But yeah, that looks a lot like the petals. I was just getting yeah. one of them. But you definitely, but you also Middle, went off in the, the same petals. direction. Yeah. All right, so I, I was pretty close with that. So I was, start, I was starting there. I should, see, I shouldn't have given up so soon. I should have gone a little bit further. Uh, so I'll tell you what, let's try this once more. Uh, I, I assume, um, I'm not seeing any chat on my end, but I assume you can see the, can you see like the YouTube chat on your end? Yeah, we have the mm -hmm. chat going on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know what people are saying there. Could uh, the chat on YouTube uh, just comment? I'll, I'll go with this real quick. Uh, just comment with a playing card. I'll go with this. I've got a deck of cards here. I'm just going to turn... Right. One over. I'll go with Delay. this. That's okay. Uh, that'll give me time to turn this over. Because this I can be close with as well. So, you, so you if it's like a red card or something you, like that. You so yeah, so we should get a bunch of cards in the in the chat. Like, yeah, like Ace of Spades, Queen of Hearts, a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And Mike, um, actually, Victoria, can you see them okay or, or no? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can as well. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you what, Victoria, because this will be a combination of the chat and with you. Okay. Because I don't want you to think maybe I know someone in the chat who's playing along either. So, Victoria, since I was getting really close with you, and I was really close with your, with your book, I want to see if we can get a little <laughs> bit more spot on. Uh, name a card in the chat that looks interesting to you, not a joker. And we'll see how close it is to the card I turned over. Okay. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Ten of diamonds. Ten of diamonds. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to do this slowly. I'll go through the deck. You can see all the cards uh, really are facing the same way. That is all of them except for one. That is the only card that I turned over. And that card is... Get out. The Ten of Diamonds. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll end on that high note before uh, before we get to the end. We'll, we'll take a breather on that. Now that that's absolutely fascinating. So I do have to ask you because the question Go has ahead. come yeah. up in in the chat room. Oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, if, if your mind reading abilities extend to like people that would be in a chat room, if you would be able to read their minds as well. Um, no a little bit. I'm not moderate. That I am genuinely. I'll be honest. Those I am just genuinely taking intuitive stabs at the in the dark with. Um, usually to get this accurate. This isn't the, the uh, again, uh, another one of like the biggest secrets either, but um, I usually use a combination of different techniques. Like, like, again, the most baseline is I'm using a combination of psychology and intuition. But for example, with you, Mike, I used about eight techniques and uh, with, the, with the drawing and the card, I used about seven. Uh, and uh, there was about an overlap of three or four techniques between the two of them. So, and uh, a lot of the techniques do come down to just like uh, how a tarot card reader will use the symbology of the cards, but also sometimes things just come to them. Sometimes they just feel something before they even start a reading. Um, it's a combination of all those things together. Uh, I'll, I'll try one thing with the chat and we can, we can see how this works. We'll do it the opposite. We'll see if any, uh, how many people in the chat can read my mind. Uh, I will think, and actually people listening to this even after, after the fact, uh, can give this a shot. I will think of a two-digit number, and we'll see how many people in the chat get it. Uh, don't type your answers in the chat yet. Uh, let me think of one. I'll, I'll keep it easy. I'll keep it less than 50. Uh, I got it. Now, before the people in the chat start typing their answers, don't type them yet. I'm going to give you two very small hints about the number I have in mind. The first is that both digits are odd. 
both digits in my two-digit number are odd. And uh, that's okay. That's okay. No, no. So, like, uh, like for example, uh, we'll say uh, 15, 1 and 5, both of those are odd digits, okay? Uh, and then uh, both digits uh, are different. So, like, 11 wouldn't work, okay? It's less than 50. I'm projecting it into the chat room. Uh, I'm hoping, even though I gave only two small hints, I'll be honest, I almost went for 35, but then I decided on 37. So, did, did, so did you get, okay, you got it, okay, interesting. Let's see how many people in the chat got it. Uh, I, um... I, I shouldn't have changed my mind right at the last minute. That's that's on me. But I'm curious to see how many people got it. Uh, in fact, I'll uh, I'll actually open up my phone real quick. Yeah, I think I can look at getting, some of it uh, pretty close on YouTube. Here. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's it, they are coming in cool. Uh, so Sid got oh, yeah. oh, Sid got thirty seven. Awesome. Got 30. 39, Very close. This is my uh, my story thirty seven. Oh yeah. Oh, so a lot of people got it. Oh that's great. Oh Helen got thirty five. So okay. Uh, so let's since this was so successful, let's do it again. Huh. I'll think yeah, of a so different two-digit number. Two and fifty-three. Oh yeah, oh, interesting. Interesting with Kathy. Uh, I'll do another two-digit number. I'll make it different this time. I'll make it over fifty. Uh, give me a second to get one, and I'll just do one. I won't change my mind. Okay, got it. Uh, again, I'll give two very small hints about it. Both digits are different again, but this time both digits are even. And I've only got one. Someone might get the digits reversed again, but I only got one. I'm gonna look right in the camera now. And we'll see how many people got it. I was thinking of 68. Uh, how many people in the chat? Did, did, did you get it too? You got it as well? Okay, yeah. awesome. So this is so this is working out really well. So again, this is now part of the reason for this too is I've been on both ends of this. So I know how to be a good sender and a good receiver of information. So several people in the chat are already That's getting this. Taylor's if people are listening to the podcast after the fact, definitely uh, you know message on, oh, a bunch. Oh, well, it looks like this is going to be even yeah, more successful than the other one. A bunch of people are getting yep. it now. Oh, great. Uh, Awesome. You can also do this with uh, with friends. Uh, you can you can you know just play one of my thinking type games. Uh, people would do this with ESP cards, with playing cards. You know, what do you think is the color of this card I'm holding? And it's like a muscle. I do believe intuition is like a muscle, and uh, we just don't know how to train it. Uh, the another analogy, which again is not perfect, but I've used it before and it works because my last name is Diamond. Uh, but um, if if we all have, if all of our talents or spiritual gifts, however you want to call them, are like gemstones, you can chip away, you can polish, but you can't really make the size of the gemstone bigger. And you shouldn't be jealous that, you know, mine is a diamond when yours is a ruby. Your ruby might be twice the size of my diamond, but my diamond might be worth twice as much because of the amount of polish and elbow grease I've put into it. And I think that's the same way with our gifts. I think some of us have certain gifts in certain areas. Like, again, I, I made the joke earlier, but I don't uh, see ghosts. I've had paranormal experiences like I think most people do, uh, but I can't talk to anyone's dead relatives or anything like that. And... I, I don't have that gift, and I think being upset or jealous that I don't have that gift is kind of not honoring the gift that I do have. And I feel that's the same way with other people. I think a lot of people know what they are supposed to do, but they just don't do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we had a, a couple other questions from cool. the chat. You just scroll back up through here to get to uh, to get past these numbers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, all the, uh, all the numbers. And here it is. Oh. Yeah, from uh, Sarah Youssef. She's wondering, have you ever experimented with remote viewing? A, a little bit, a little little bit. Uh, if you there's old old video. I tried to do a, uh, I tried to put together a pilot episode that ended up going nowhere, so I ended up putting it up on YouTube. And one of the episodes, I did do a remote viewing. The, the series was called Paranormal Magic, if you want to dig around YouTube and find it. Episode two, there's, uh, I did two remote viewing experiments, and I, I was very happy with those, but they were extremely hard. Um, what I'm doing on Zoom is kind of a version because we are distanced, but I can see the person. And a big thing with remote viewing is you can't see the person. You don't know where they are. Uh, so there, there is, there is that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I've been very fascinated with it, but I, I see it more as, like, if I get warmed up, I can usually get really really close with that long distance type stuff. But as far as like classic remote viewing, like, you know, old school locked in a room for 12 hours type of thing. Not, not really. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, to me, it, it does seem related. You know, you are, yes, yes. to me, you are either, whether it's you're projecting energy or reading energy that's being projected. I believe that's what remote viewers are also doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, a good a good example. Like when I'm reading people, I'm basically doing human psychology or psychometry, where I'm holding their hands and reading their energy and that kind of thing. And again, that's the big thing with Zoom and virtual stuff is I can't, I don't have that. That's kind of been cut off. But I, I kind of appreciate it because now I've developed this whole other set of skills now. So right. maybe eventually, maybe maybe the finale of my virtual show in two years is remote viewing. We'll see. We'll see where where it goes with that. Um, but, in the, but again, the you do really lose the the personal human element. I mean, it's great that we're able the technology is able to bring us. Yes, we're yes. in all different parts of the country, but we're not really in front of each other. Yes, but at the same time, again, artistically showing that we can pick up on each other's thoughts, even though we're not in the same place, to me isn't just like a great symbol of connection. It's connection. You know, it's not subtext. It is text. We are connecting despite the fact, despite the barriers that life has put in our way, us as human and spiritual beings are able to do that. And I think that's pretty incredible that we're able to stay connected despite all, <laughs> all the odds and everything else going on. True. Very true. Yeah. Can I ask you a it's quick question? It's been a crazy year for sure. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I asked someone once if they were a mentalist. And they seemed very hmm. insulted, and I didn't mean it to be insulting or anything. Was, was, it, was it Saul? Was it Saul? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, well, you know. Uh, so, so here's here's the thing. Um, I and I, 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 Saul and I have actually had conversations like this, so I know I'm not speaking too much out of school. Um, a, a big positive, a big negative of that word is that was the title of a CBS show. Um, but like most yeah. <laughs> uh, CBS, you know, crime shows, it's exaggerated. Like you hear people, I have friends who are, who are police officers and they complain about cop shows all the time. It's not like that. Well, big yeah. surprise. It's the same with, you know, shows about yeah. psychics and mentalists and all that stuff. Now, I've heard some people say, well, I'm not a magician. I'm a mentalist. Yeah. And mentalism is kind of a branch of the mystic arts. It's a branch of the allied arts. Um, in yes. magic, in more traditional magic, you have illusionists like David Copperfield who are on stage with lasers and lights. And they're kind of like the pop singers. If we're going to use music as a, as a, a parallel here, they're like the pop singers. You go and see Katy Perry do a million costume changes and, you know, the lasers and all the stuff. That's great. But mentalists, uh, psychic entertainers, uh, you know, people who do more storytelling-based stuff or personality-based stuff, they're more like the Bob Dylans. Uh, they're more like, you know, you can see them in a, you want to see them in a more intimate group. You don't want to see them from quite so far away. You want to have that personal connection. And maybe their instrument isn't even plugged in because they're so <laughs> Bob Dylan, you know? So it's less about... Yeah, it's less about the production value and more about the storytelling. And so, yeah, so mentalism, yeah. so yes, an illusionist and a mentalist are both, you know, magical entertainers, or same with like a hypnotist, but it's it's the genre, basically. Okay. Um, but in my opinion, it's all meant to create a mystery. It's all meant to make us wonder. And so, like, I have friends who do phenomenal sleight-of-hand card magic. They are legit banned from casinos, and I wish I had their <laughs> skills. Uh, and But again, in very much, and we've done work together. We've done performances together. Uh, and that's fun to compare and contrast and everything. Uh, but to me, that's also kind of the fun of it too. I don't go by the most I go by is mind reader, but I, you know, I have a show called mystic. Um, but like as a result, people start calling me a mystic from that. But I like that most people don't really have a box to put me in. I think that's again, kind of, <laughs> kind of what I love as an artist that like, well, he's, 
Is he a mentalist? Is he a mind reader? Is he a magician? Is he a psychic? I don't know. He's just Joe Diamond. Like that, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> um, even, even the show parapsychology, you know, um, there's, you know, there is stuff where I'm doing just out and outright psychology in it, but that para that outside of the normal part of it allows me to delve into stuff that isn't just, you know, telling people what they, what they're thinking. We can get into again, more weird stuff like pendulums and everything else. And, uh, going in it from from that way as well what would be the show that's closest to what you do oh oh, man that's uh you want to know something i know i'm gonna tick a lot of people off but i'm gonna say it i haven't read the book but the movie dr sleep Oh, which is the sequel to The Shining. (laughs) There are moments where it's kind of like remote viewing, but she's more like actual projecting and connecting. Uh, And like, as it was happening, I was like, oh, this has happened. Oh, I've I've had this happen to me during a show or where like just suddenly they stop and a little bit of Danny in in the initial Shining and they dive into that more in Dr. Sleep. But honestly, I think that is it's still not the most accurate but it's it's still it's it, it, it still has the spirit and feeling of it um i've never been chased down by soul sucking vampire <laughs> things um but the idea of different people having different gifts and different abilities i think is totally spot on i think that certain people do i mean i have had people where it's like stay away from me. You are literally sucking the life out of me. Like, and you know, or getting in the way of me doing what I need to do. So I have noticed that again, a lot of it is amped up for storytelling purposes, but, um, and we're not immortal, but as far as how they interconnect, I would say that's probably the the closest that that comes to mind in recent years. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, but like t- other, other TV shows, they're fun. They're entertaining. They're, they're really, really fun. Um, but, uh, but not, uh, but again, those are, those are TV shows and this is not, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't believe everything I see on the TV. Sorry. <laughs> oh, My life is TV, So let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, another well, uh, another weird parallel. My wife and I love watching murder mystery shows. We just finished all the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. We're on Perot right now, and oh. we watch shows like Father Brown. And we like did the, the math. Old like, old Perot with David Suchet, right? Yes. Oh yes. 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 All yes. Right. And uh, it, it, it's like, but the ones where they're like in a small town, like Father Brown, it's like the whole population would be dead. Like if yeah. this small town literally had a murder every week, like oh, this, yeah. this would, there'd be a problem. Um, so like, yes, you do have to, as they say, suspend your disbelief to a certain extent, of course. But again, we don't worry about that. It's just, we like those characters. We want to be in that world. So I, yeah, I always said I would never be JB Fletcher's friend because they died, <laughs> you know, and then they had to start bringing in guests, you know, Oh no, she killed William Shatner. You know, oh my God. <laughs> That was a good one. Yeah. Sorry, getting down yeah. toward the end of the show. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to do or you wanted to get into. Oh yeah, let's do uh, let's do one more uh, let's do one more thing. Um, not necessarily. I'll do. I'll have you facilitate this, Victoria, rather than you um, involving you directly. We'll do something for a loved one. Uh, we talked a little bit about tarot beforehand as well. I really love the Rider Waite Smith deck. Pamela Coleman Smith designed these. Mm-hmm. Uh, her friends called her Pixie. And she had synesthesia. Do you do you know this? Mm-mm. She had synesthesia. Yeah. So what that means is uh, when she listened to classical music like Beethoven and Bach, these are the images that came to her. Synesthesia oh. is when like you can taste numbers or smell colors. She could oh, yeah. see sound. So when you think of this as classical music brought to life, it takes on a, a whole, whole other meaning. Uh, but I think this would be fun rather than um, using these. We'll do a one-card reading. But rather than doing one for you directly, Victoria, uh, let's do one for uh, a friend of yours. So do you have, like, a friend uh, or maybe a family member that you would, like, go with to see a tarot? That you would go with to see a tarot oh, yeah. card reading? Uh, someone, someone whose birthday you know. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. Actually, okay. I'll make friends uh, for you. <laughs> That's, oh, oh, perfect. Oh, that's, hey, 
Actually, that's, that's perfect. Uh, I'll just shuffle the cards up until you tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. Right here, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I will turn them so you can see the faces. And um, I've got 22 of the Major Arcana here. I don't have a full deck, as many of my friends say. I'm not playing with a full deck. <laughs> so uh, just give me a number less than 22, and I'll count to that number, and that will be the, the card for the reading. 12. Okay. The two, you want the 12th card. Okay. So, okay. So this would be card number one. Mm -hmm. uh, this is card number two. Okay. Card number three. Card number four, card number five, and card number six would have been uh, the star. Uh, and you can see them all as they're going by. They are all different. I just want to reiterate that for people listening. Uh, that was six. So this is card number seven, mm -hmm. card number eight, okay. card number nine, mm -hmm. ten, uh, eleven, Okay. And card number 12, which gotcha. is, uh, we'll let wow. that uh, clear, that is temperance. Now, I want you to see if you had said 13 or 14 or 15 or 16 or 17. If you had named any other number, we would have gotten a different card. Now, uh, tell me, uh, who is uh, who is this person that you had in mind for, uh, for this reading? My friend Sarah. Your friend Sarah. And uh, when is Sarah's birthday? October 6th. October 6th. Okay. So uh, temperance is all about uh, remaining um, fluid. You'll notice uh, they have um, two, uh, two cups or chalices and they're pouring water back and forth between them. Mm -hmm. And the big symbol for that is, again, moderation. All things in moderation, including moderation. The other thing that you'll notice that I really love about this, let me, uh, let me pull this up so I can see a little bit clearer on my screen. So you can see they have one foot in and one foot out. So literally one foot on the ground and one foot uh, in the water. Now, this this friend of yours, you said you said her name was Sarah. Does does she re, does she read tarot? Uh, you said a couple of your friends yeah, do, but does she she's read? Learning. She's learning. She's learning. Oh, she's learning currently. Okay. Um, oh, actually, hang on. October. Yeah, October tenth. <laughs> so that would be so October tenth. Wait, hang on a second. Would that make her? That would make her a Libra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, this is weird. I wasn't planning this. I will give okay. I will give her a reading on this, but no joke. Um, do you uh, do you have your phone nearby? Yeah. I'll pull it up on mine here real quick. Um, go uh, go to Instagram. If you go to uh, at Joe Diamond Live on Instagram, um, okay. I don't know, and people listening can do this as well. Um, you'll notice. I'll, okay, there we go. Um, I'm on I'm on mine. Oh, let me not show my my friend there. Okay. Um, this is mine. Three uh, three pictures ago. This was actually just yesterday. This is okay. So so this is what I posted earlier today. Picture of me in a Ouija board letter jacket. Then actually it's the post for us talking today. And then the one right before that. Yesterday I had a cat nap, and and I had a weird dream. And it's you can see it says a woman in front of me says she's a Libra, and she is holding temperance. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. Interesting. <laughs> so, why is Joe following me? I don't put anything on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, okay, great. Well, okay, so this is definitely her then. Uh, I think for the next few months, as she's learning tarot, I think she needs to learn to remain fluid and not be stuck in the ways of the meanings of them. Learn to go with the flow with them and everything. Uh, she doesn't have darker hair, does she? Yes. <laughs> okay, because the woman in the dream had darker hair. Uh, so, yeah, so this is definitely her. So, Please do me a favor. Please, I mean, obviously tell her to watch and listen to all the shows, but particularly watch this one. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give her vicariously. Uh, oh, there she, oh, there she is. She does indeed have dark hair about shoulder length. Like I was saying, uh, I want her to do some extra research on this for the next few days as well. Cause I think there's uh, deeper meanings in this card that she'll get that I'm not even getting into. At there, this point. There are two. So the triangle, uh, the triangle on the chest is oh, a yeah. symbol for air. We're an air sign yeah. and oh, oh, balance. balance. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of connections here. Absolutely. And the volcanoes. I've been following the story in Iceland for the last month about the volcanoes exploding. So, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. It's, it's the sun coming over the mountains, but that does look a lot like a volcano exploding. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. 
Wow, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot going on with this. So too much for us to get into at the end of this. So we'll just wrap it up uh, with uh, with that. If anyone doesn't believe us, again, you can go to Atro Diamond Live on Instagram and see it's uh, I posted it yesterday. Yeah, you can see it right says there. one day ago. Uh, take a look at that so you can see that, and be sure to send that uh, to Sarah as well and give her uh, give her uh, my best as well too. Okay, um, and again. It gets it as weird as that was. I'll say it. It gets weirder in my virtual shows on Friday on Friday night this week, and then I'm doing other shows. Even if you're listening to this a year from now, I'll continue to be doing virtual shows. Just go to JoeDiamondLive.com or America's Greatest MindReader.com, and you can see all the details there. Yep, it's like we always say. Well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that did happen. Man. That happened. That happened. <laughs> Thank you so much for this this evening. Thank you for having me. This is an absolute blast. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. If you uh, um, I, if you want, if you ever want to uh, bring me back, we'll do spoon bending next time. Um, <gasps> oh, be, we could fun. we could give that a shot. I, I I would be totally down for that. Sure what about thing, sure spoon thing. bending on the radio? I mean, that kind of loses something, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> I've done it. People had stuff happen. One time I did it on the radio, and a guy was listening to the radio show while he was working on his car, and he set it down, and when he picked it up, the wrench had bent. The oh, wow. wrench had bent oh, mid-use. Wow. He texted in during the radio show, said, wasn't even trying to do it. Hope I can still get it warrantied. And so, again, <laughs> weird stuff like this happens around me all the time. So we'll, we'll give that a shot uh, if, if we do this again in the future. Oh, it's uh-huh. nice to meet you. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too. I'm glad we got to uh, through a lot, a lot of weirdness tonight. <laughs>